Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Tony, and tonight I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adam and Liza. How's it going, everybody? Great. It's going, guys. Excellent. It's going good. Uh, tonight's topic, transportation to and from and around the Walt Disney World Resort. Do you get a car? Do you not rent a car? Do you use a car service? Do you use Disney transportation? Um, we've got our money man, Adam, who's run some numbers and uh, will have some facts for us. Uh, but let's start with Liza. And Liza, when you guys go down, what do you do? Well, when I go down, I usually have a car. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll drive down because my mom has a Prius. <laughs> and if my mom's going, it's so cheap just to drive the Prius. But the convenience of having my car with the kids and the double stroller that I had to lug around forever, being able to take everything in the car, like you can get whatever you want as far as souvenirs are concerned and not to have to worry about shucking it all back. So I prefer driving. So you drive to the parks, but getting around the resorts, like to the theme parks and stuff, you drive there as well. You don't use Disney transportation. I try to not use Disney transportation if at all possible. I will use Disney transportation to go to the Magic Kingdom only. Just because they drop you off closer. Yes, they drop me off closer or I've been known to Uber it. Okay. Adam, how about you? Well, I uh, live in New Jersey, as I've stated many times. So the drive is about 20 hours. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a lot. But haven't so, you done it before? We have done it before as a family. Ooh. And um, we did it all in one day one time. That was interesting. We had a, a, a big uh, Yukon XL. That was like driving a, a living room, that thing. But mm. everybody moves out of your way when you're driving something that big. So it was kind of fun. But Exactly. Because everyone thinks you're a cop. But anyway, um, so I'll fly into MCO. And I have done the Magical Express because it's free and... It's magical, but I've found in over the years, most of the time I'm traveling solo, I like to have my own car, so I will rent a car most of the time, and I really do that for my own convenience more than anything else, so that I can travel on my own schedule, and I don't have to waste time for buses, especially with the Magical Express bus leaving the airport and going to the airport, and... I am a, I don't want to say a control freak, but I like to be in control, so I have a, I don't like to have somebody else driving my car or piloting me on a bus, and so I like to be able to do things on my own if I can help it. Well, I, I think by its very definition, that makes you a control freak. Well, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, because I, I'm in the same boat, um, or in this case, the the same rental vehicle. Um <laughs> You know, uh, for those of you who might just listen to the podcast and have never visited Walt Disney World, uh, Disney's Magical Express is a free round-trip luxury coach that Disney provides along with your reservation package uh, or room-only reservation to get you from Orlando International Airport to the resorts. Don't fly into Sanford because you're not taking the Magical Express if you do. Um, it's a very simple process. You land, you go down, you get on the motor coach. They will take your luggage for you. Uh, and deliver it to your room later so you don't have to go to the carousel to get it. Uh, drops you off right at the reception area in your resort. And on the way home, and I agree with Adam on this, uh, you know, they will leave three hours prior to your scheduled flight. 
uh, because it gives you an hour of travel time, and they recommend getting to the airport two hours ahead of time to go through security. So they will leave three hours before your scheduled flight. Um, I know Adam likes to cut things a little closer. Uh, the other thing is if you're up to date on your um, you know, checking flight delays before you leave your resort, Disney is going to schedule you, you for three hours before that scheduled time. If your flight does change, Disney doesn't really follow that. So if your flight, flight gets pushed back three or four hours, that Magical Express is going to pick you up when they were originally scheduled to pick you up. Uh, the rental car does give you that extra bit of flexibility. Uh, or using a car service gives you that extra little bit of flexibility to leave on your own for the airport. Uh, as a family, uh, you know we we go along uh, like Adam. We're coming from the Northeast. We're coming from Connecticut. Uh, it's about a 19, 20 hour drive for us uh, if we don't obey the speed limit. You know we we've done both. We've driven, taken our own vehicle all the way down. We've taken our car on the auto train. Um, which departs from Virginia and brings you down to Sanford, Florida. Which is not and then cheap, by the way. It is not. It is no cheaper than flying. It is no faster. <laughs> really? It is no faster than flying. But it does save you the cost of, of renting a car when you're down there because car rental costs can be quite expensive. Um, you know, you're looking at sometimes at a, a minivan can be, you know, six or $700 for the week unless you're using some type of rental deal uh, that you find online or, or through a, you know, a membership you know, store membership somewhere like BJ's or Costco. You know, there are other options these days. Uh, in the old days, uh, and, and, you know, we're talking maybe 10 years ago, your options were Magical Express, taxi, uh, or a car service, you know, mm -hmm. a limo. Uh, these days with Uber and Lyft uh, and even minivans through the Walt Disney World Resort, you've got a lot more options to get around to and from the airport and around the resort complex. Uh, recently, uh, like three or four days ago, Lyft was named as the official rideshare service of the Walt Disney. Uh, it's actually not the Walt Disney World Resort. I believe it's uh, both domestic parks. So the Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort, Lyft is now the official vehicle. Um, the minivans can be accessed through Lyft as well. And I know Lyft is going to be working on some programs with Disney to enhance uh, the app and uh, availability and functionality when you're on their resort properties. So there are a ton of options, uh, you know, and taxis are still available. Uh, it's funny, I think the only thing you can't do on, on the Walt Disney World resort properties is really walk to any of the parks uh, because they don't really have any paths set up unless you're in the contemporary Oh, well, the Contemporary has the short path over to Magic Kingdom and also around Crescent Lake uh, where the Epcot resorts are. Uh, there is the walking path to Hollywood Studios and to Epcot. Mm -hmm. But you really can't walk from, say, Old Key West to the Magic Kingdom, even though, you know, I'd be for that because I, I like my Fitbit steps. Um, but, uh, you know, at this point, you really need a vehicle to get around. Uh, I find personally Disney transportation, you know, like Adam, I'm a bit of a control, I don't I want to say freak, um, but I am a control freak. And I think when we were traveling with little kids, especially, uh, it's a lot easier, you know, when your child is screaming to get back to your car to get them to a resort instead of having to wait in a line with a bus and try to explain to a toddler who's, you know, not dealing well uh, with the situation, you know, oh, just wait for the bus, you know, it's it's coming, it'll be another 15 minutes. Oh, geez, we didn't make that bus. We'll be on the next one. That'll be here in 20 minutes. You know, it really gave us as a family uh, the flexibility that we wanted and or needed uh, when we're in the parks. Um, but there are plenty of options. And, and Adam, uh, let's just look at getting from the resort 
to the properties, uh, and that's you know rental car, car service, Lyft, Uber. I know you ran the numbers. I know you're the money guy. So uh, why don't you tell us what you found? All right. So I personally usually rent with Avis through Direct because I get discounts like with the credit card and through JetBlue, Mosaic status, and whatever. So that's where I got my pricing from. Avis is probably a little more expensive. You can probably save money by going maybe with a lesser brand or even just using the, you know, Hotwire or Priceline, you know, rental car feature thing. But for this purpose, I use Avis's website. This is for Thanksgiving week, a Sunday to Sunday. I figured that's like a popular week, and it's kind of far enough in advance where you're not going to be hit up with a crazy rental car. So a minivan, a real minivan, not the minivans with the polka dots. A real minivan rental, $325. Three-row SUV, like a Ford Explorer, 260 A regular car, 286 If you have a bigger family, you need a Suburban, 542 And if you want to go in style, like a Corvette, like Barbie, <laughs> $670 for the week. Oh, God. Now, yeah, that's expensive. But I'll tell you this. The three-row SUV and Explorer, $260 for the week? That's awesome. That's pretty good. Right? That's that's really good. I think it's really good. Now, you want to compare that to, let's say you decided to pay for a Mears taxi shuttle for Thanksgiving week. Uh, a round trip in an SUV is going to be $232. So mm. it's a little more to rent your own car than you to have your car on property versus, you know, just getting a ride to and from the airport and that's it. Yeah, but you can take an Uber or a Lyft yes. to from the airport for way less than that. Yeah, so a regular Lyft, which is, you know, seats, I guess technically it's going to see four people. you got three in the back and one in the front is going to be thirty, about $36. A Lyft XL, two extra people, $44. That's pretty good. That's one way from the airport to Disney property. If you want to go in style, a Uber Lux Black is going to be about $84. Excuse me, Adam. I, I was just going to pop in and say, um, you know, if you're coming in from the airport, uh, you might want to do like an, an Uber XL because those are going to be larger vehicles and can handle luggage. Uh, a lot of times the regular Ubers or Lyft, uh, those cars are going to be a lot smaller. We made that mistake when we went to Disneyland. We ordered an Uber uh, and forgot to account for our luggage. So this little Prius shows up <laughs> and, you know, it was the four of us and we had Ooh. three, three pretty good sized pieces of luggage uh, so we actually had to cancel the transaction and order an uber xl so if you're coming into or leaving the resort just remember to account for your luggage yes depending on how many people if you've got a family of four for sure it's a lot yeah so and i think the moral of the story is if you can plan it out ahead rent your car ahead of time because i priced out a last minute weekend next weekend first of all there's a lot less options a standard car is $68 for two, three days, right? Mm -hmm. So $68 for three days, do a little bit of math here, divided by three, that's $22 a day times seven hundred and fifty-eight. Actually, that's still less. Go figure. Well, you know, maybe it makes sense to uh, book it last minute. I guess it depends on the time of year you want to go. So it depends. <laughs> it really depends because uh, as someone who had their car totaled and had to rent vehicles every other week for uh, too long, um, it just really depended. Uh, if you rent them online, you know, a few weeks out or a week out, sometimes it's not bad. 
but it, it really depends on the volume of vehicles that they have at the time. And it does depend on the time of year. If there's a holiday weekend, if it's a major holiday, the prices could go up because of supply and demand. And so I still would look at it early. I really would just to be safe. Now we, we all know that Cheryl is, um, a, a, a you know, a penny pincher. Uh, what she has found is sometimes we will fly down and depending upon the time of year, like if it's a time of year where a lot of snowbirds have just gone down to Florida, sometimes those people will rent cars. Well, what happens is then Florida has a bunch of inventory that needs to move back up north. So she will actually look to see, um, you know, uh, to t- look into renting a car in Orlando and dropping it back off in Connecticut. Um, and she has managed to at times get a a luxury, not a luxury car, but I would guess a, a standard sedan for like $110 for a week. Now we'll fly down and then we'll take two days to drive back, drop off the rental car at the airport and drive our car home. So you can't get much cheaper gas, than that. Though? Uh, still, the gas is cheaper than the cost of four airline tickets with an overnight stop in a hotel. Or I guess we're going to stop anyway, but it's still cheaper. <laughs> Okay. That seems like an interesting proposition, but I don't think the average person's going to want to do that. No, I would uh, think. a lot. That seems like a big headache if you don't want to do that. But that's one way of doing it, Tony, for sure. And I commend Cheryl for even thinking of that. That's uh, you know good for her for for wanting to drive all that time back home in a rental car. Well, it's you just want togetherness. Togetherness. <laughs> it's all about Please, family. It's, it's driving home with me. That's right. <laughs> with Tony. I was doing some more calculations, right? So lift pricing within the resort, okay? So from Animal Kingdom Lodge to Magic Kingdom, lift will drop you off at the TTC, Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. Regular mm-hmm. lift is $12. Lift XL is $15. Now a minivan, a real minivan with the polka dots, We'll drop you off at the front gate of the Magic Kingdom, or as close as it can without, you know, running people over. But that's mm-hmm. $39. So minivans give you a little bit more convenience because you get the car seats if you need them. Mm-hmm. And you get a better drop-off spot at the Magic Kingdom. But you're paying a 200% premium for a minivan versus a Lyft XL. So the minivans are really cool because you're in a polka-dotted vehicle, but they are overpriced. Yeah, I I really like that being able to get dropped off pretty close. Sometimes, um, depending on if you are going to the Magic Kingdom or not. Uh, Do we want to give them our little trick? Well, it's not really like you know what is good to do though. If you can get a reservation for the wave for breakfast, go in there and eat that avocado toast. Get the Lyft driver to drop you off yep. and eat eat your breakfast there, and then just walk to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, same thing with uh, same thing with Epcot, right? Get dropped off at Beach Club, Yacht Club, eat at Ale and Compass for breakfast, mm-hmm. and then walk. That's a really good resort. one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great breakfast uh, at both of those places, so it's worth it to me. I mean, I would I would definitely recommend it if you're looking to avoid the free bus system, which is good for what it is. Uber Lyft is an inexpensive alternative to doing that, I think. And the only reason why I avoid the bus is, okay, well, there's a couple reasons. Reason number one, I, being a person with twin children, 
that is sometimes solely responsible for my children with the double stroller. Mm -hmm. So I'm folding up a stroller by myself and I'm lugging it on the bus by myself and I've got two kids with me by myself. You know, so when you're doing all of that, it's so not convenient by yourself. I mean, maybe if I had like through two people helping me, it'd be great, but I never do hardly. So, and I mean, my mom's usually with me, but I would never make my mom do that. <laughs> like your mom, you do it. No, no, no. So the buses, when I was in the stroller situation was not great. And at the end of the night with two kids that are small and a stroller, and you know, you're going to have to get them up out of that stroller and fold the stroller up to go back on the bus at night. And the, you know, with all of these people, and they're sleeping and then they're going to be cranky. That's a nightmare. That's really why I avoid the bus at all costs. When my kids are older, like Tony's daughter's ages, I probably won't even care. Like, I'll probably just be like, let's go on the bus. I probably won't even care. Yeah, I don't care right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's not a problem for you because your girls are older. The folding up of the stroller on the bus is, I've seen it. I've watched it happen. It's tough. And you're not the only one with a stroller getting on there. Everybody's nope. got a stroller doing There's it. There's a so. lot of people doing it. So it's it's almost like they need they need a bus that's got no seats that you could just wheel your stroller on, and the adults hold onto a handle, and then the kids stay in their stroller. That's that's not a bad idea. Then, and I think about it. And there's safety precautions is why. I mean. I, well, they let people stand anyway in the bus. Oh, I guess they don't want the kids in the stroller. I get, you know what it is. Yeah, you're right. Because a wheelchair. Because we put my sister on a bus in a wheelchair. They have the to wheel- strap it in. The wheelchair they strap you in. They can't do that with yep. a stroller. And I okay, yep. that makes sense. Can Can someone contact Bob Iger with Adam's idea? Because essentially, what we need is like a bus barge that has no seats, yes! flat platform. Just lock your wheels. That's all you have to tell everybody. Lock your wheels. You know, mm-hmm. put the kids sideways so that if the bus stops, they tip over and don't shoot forward. <laughs> exactly. And I think we're good to go. It's yeah, make true. Sign a waiver before a they capital get idea, Adam. <laughs> it's true. The, the stroller situation is really the main reason why buses are the major inconvenience for me that they are. Otherwise, I really don't care. And... I always get an Uber when I'm by myself over there back to the airport because I want that extra time in the park and I don't want to have to do Magical Express whenever it comes to pick up three hours or so before. Yeah. Because I just don't. I mean, I don't need to be there that soon. I have TSA PreCheck, which is the greatest thing, the greatest invention on this planet. So I really never wait for security or anything. And I've gone to the airport, you know, 40 minutes before the flight takes off, park the rental car, drop it off, and then just walk right in through security and everything. And you can't do that. Mr. Fancy Pants with his TSA pre-check. I know. Yeah, I also also get to drop my bags off in a separate spot. But that's another... another I need to look into that. That's another argument. But, uh, yeah, shout out to JetBlue, Mosaic status. But but you can't do that with Magical Express. Magical Express, like you guys said, is three hours ahead. And and I will give you guys a story. One time I was leaving on Magical Express, and my flight got delayed hours. Like I'm talking like six hours because the hurricane was coming, and they kept delaying the flight to add more flights in. Mm. So I ended up skipping my Magical Express, and I talked to the the reservation people, and I said, look, I'm not going to wait at the airport for seven hours. I'm going to wait. In, I want to wait in the lobby of the Grand Floridian for seven hours. 
So what they did was they and Dis- you talk to Disney, they'll help you out. They actually gave me a voucher for a free cab ride through Mears to take me when I wanted to be taken to the airport. So if you have a situation where your flight is delayed for weather purposes and you're going to be waiting a long time, talk to the Magical Express people either on the phone or, or even just concierge at the desk, and they'll be able to help you out and set you up with a you know your shuttle, or if you want to just do it yourself, even with the lift or anything, just go ahead and do that. And that's a that's a good thing to mention uh, is that a lot of people don't know that the um, Magical Express, even though it's branded as Disney, uh, Disney does not actually own or operate the Magical Express. That's actually Mirrors Transportation, who used to have a stranglehold. Uh, on all of the transportation in the central Florida area. Um, you know, that's like we said, that's changed with a lot of these rideshare services. But Mears owns a good percentage of the taxis. Uh, they're bringing you in on, on their buses, which are branded as Magical Express. Uh, so they still have a pretty good presence uh, in Orlando and they have a very good relationship with Disney. So, um, you know, like Adam said, if you have any issues, uh, you know, talk to your people at the front desk, your concierge in your resort will get you connected with, with the magical express people and, uh, see what they can do for you. I want to go back to the car rental thing for a minute, because this is something I didn't realize at first. There are a lot of toll roads in Florida. If you're not used to toll roads, which depending on where you come from, you might not be the rental car companies. The car will include like a, a sun pass, but you usually have to pay per day every for your use plus the tolls. And it gets expensive. They charge you like five, six, seven dollars per day plus the charge of the toll. Or you could just pay the the cash price of the toll when you get to it. The route from Orlando Airport to Route Four, which is like the major way you would probably get to Disney, Route four thirty six, it's two dollars and fifty cents each way. Now, you might think, well two fifty, who cares, right? But a lot of these toll booths are cash well, not cash only, they're coins only. You have to throw quarters into a basket. So if you plan on renting a car or driving there and where you're coming from you don't have toll roads, bring quarters. I always make sure I have a bag, and that sounds crazy, a bag of quarters because you'll get to that toll booth and there won't be a, a spot open to hand over real cash or a credit card. You have to throw in coins. I, and- I, will, I will say that I have never seen on that ride um, a toll booth that... If you're going through the the cash section, has not had a manned booth. Now, that has been the case where I've tried to get off the highway, and the exit will have a coin booth at the end of it with no person. And we were there with Cheryl's sister a number of years ago, and we got to the exit ramp. There was nobody there, and it wanted, you know, I think at the time it was 75 cents or a dollar. And we just all kind of looked at each other like, what do we do? And we stopped. We got out of the car, and we're like, nobody has any coins. You know, we're on vacation. We don't have a pocket full of yeah. change. Uh, eventually, we just drove through it. Um, but, uh, you and know, you my experience. A, you got hit with a fine, didn't you? No, no. This was this was 1999. This was oh, before you, cameras and, and all that stuff. Lucky man, you. I, yeah. I, did this, I did the same thing. I was down there for work, and I had to get off on an exit, and it was coin only, and I didn't have any coins. And I got hit with a seven fifty seven dollar fifty cent toll charge, you know, a month later on my credit card because I didn't have any coins. So, depending upon the route you go, which old GPSs will do everything different, and the Orlando traffic is crazy. There's there's got no rhyme or reason to it. Bring quarters because you never know where you're going to need them for the tolls. And if you don't use them for the tolls, bring some quarters and some pennies, and you can use them in the press penny machine. See? Yes, I have a little press penny thing though. 
if you get pennies that were before 1982, they work better because those were actually all copper pennies. <laughs> Just letting you know. And knowing is half the battle. That's right. The more you know, they'll shine up really pretty and they press better. And um, if you are renting a car, here's a little trick that I found. You can fill up your tank because you have to fill up your gas before you get to the rental car. Otherwise, they charge you a crazy amount of money per gallon, right? So I, and I've rented SUVs. I've rented sports cars. You fill up your tank at the at one of the speedways on property. And by the time you – as long as you don't make any other stops, you get to MCO – you're still technically have a full tank, so you'll be covered. And the Speedway gas is is not priced anything more than it is normally in Orlando. They don't. The nice thing about the gas on property is they don't have that Disney extra touch of pricing on there that they could have, I guess. So. Yet. But, but yeah, but for all you New Jersey people, you do have to pump it. That's that's hard. I have to get out and pump it. I'm not used to that. That's the one thing I don't like about renting a car. I have to do my own gas. Now, while while Adam is on the topic of rental cars, uh, one of one of the advantages to rental cars uh, when you're staying on property is that you do not have to pay for theme park parking, which is currently twenty five dollars a day. So if you are driving your own vehicle to the parks, uh, you don't have to pay to park. The downside is uh, that we do now have to pay resort parking fees, and those just recently changed. Yay! 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 Disney. And uh, for a value resort, it is $15 a day. For a moderate resort, it is $20 a day. And for a deluxe resort, well, you know what? It's $25 a day. So that's the same cost as going to a theme park. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, those, those prices just went up uh, last week, uh, I think from $13, $19, and $23 or $24, uh, which was their original pricing from when – uh, those fees were announced about a year and a half ago. You know, we've talked about it in another show. I'm not happy about having to pay a resort parking fee. It's a big slab of asphalt that parking lot's been paid for many times over uh, over the past 40-some-odd years, 48, 49 years. You know, but it's it's Disney being Disney these days. Mm, and that stings. It's like it's like a knife to the heart of the wallet. But it Tony is. predicted it. Tony predicted it. The mystical Tony. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I am like the amazing Kreskin. You're like the um, Zoltar. Right? Uh, you know, it's it just when you look at it, though, I mean, a, a deluxe resort at $25 a day, if you're there for a week, you know, you're there for seven nights. Gosh, that's uh, right. That's $175. <sighs> that's a lot of money to for, for some concrete that's right? already there, that's going to be there, and it's not leaving. It's crazy. It's crazy. They should do a tire rotation and oil change. You should get your car like completely detailed for that amount of money. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And they're not going to do anything. But it's You know, crazy. you know what I want? You know, there's got to be that old pit stop team from the Richard Petty driving experience around <laughs> somewhere. I want them to come to the resort when I pull in and just be like, change my tires, gas me up, clean my windows and get me out of there in 12 seconds. That's right. Your treads looking real low. Let me just fix that up for you, sir. See, that's what we need because I mean, I uh, you you called it Tony. I was really hoping it wouldn't be this soon. I was hoping it would be like in another year from now. But no, 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 no. Galaxy's Edge. Thanks, Star Wars. Thanks. You know, it's only an extra dollar. You know, thirteen mm -hmm. to fifteen. It's only two dollars times X number of nights. 
Yeah, it adds up. It really adds up. So that's cool. I mean, so that is a point for using their transportation, like in flying and using Magical Express to get to your resort and then using Disney busing to get where you got to go. So, I mean, if you're going to save the money, might as well save the money. And, you know, it's funny because when, when Magical Express was released, um, God, it's, it's got to be the late 90s, early 2000, you know, that was like a big perk, mm-hmm. you know, and it was included as free transportation to and from the Magic Kingdom, or, you know, I'm sorry, to the Walt Disney World Resort property. You know, while it's free, it's it's really built into the cost of your, of your package. It's um, got to be. You know, there's, Disney's paying mirrors for that, so it, it's not really free. Um you know, it's only a question of, uh, you know, how much longer until they start charging for it. Oh, you know? Tony. Yeah, I feel like, you don't you think they're kind of charging for it now with the increase in the parking and all of that? Well, no, the parking doesn't cover the Magical Express. I mean, the but, parking covers your parking. But it's going somewhere. They're not paying for that concrete every day. They're not gassing that concrete up. Hopefully they're getting new monorails or... You know, gondolas is the gondolas is you know sort of semi replacing some of the busing. So that you know, if they do their accounting correctly, transportation is paying for transportation. That in theory, that's where the parking fees are going. They're paying you would for hope. Skyline. That's how they're doing. I don't know if that's how they're doing it, but I, I think it will be very interesting to see what happens when Virgin Rail. Uh, there's been talk of Sir Richard Branson, who bought what used to be the light rail system in Florida. Uh, and has now been rebranded as, as Virgin Rail, uh, which is down in the Miami area. There is talk of a Miami to Orlando uh, route, which is going to include a stop at the Orlando International Airport. And there's talk of them trying to put a Disney stop on there. So I wonder how that will change things. Um, but, you know, enjoy the Magical Express for free right now. Uh, you know, much like Fast Passes are free for now, uh, I would not be surprised. Uh, I say within two years, they start charging a nominal fee for Magical Express. Maybe. The idea of Magical Express and then the free resort transportation is for you to stay on property. They don't want you going to Universal or SeaWorld or iDrive. But cause... They don't, but you know what? It, it's it's rolled, you know, right now, like I said, it's rolled into the price of your room. Yeah. So it, if you're but... paying $170 a night, a small portion of that goes to your, your transportation. Okay. And, and I think what's going to happen is they're going to say, you know what, Magical Express is now $10. I don't think they're going to charge you like a Lyft price or an Uber price, but they're going to charge you a minimal price, maybe per reservation. I can't see them doing it on a per-person basis, but I would not be surprised if they start charging, you know, oh, we're going to charge you to park your car. We're going to have to charge you a minimal cost to get you here uh, to our property. You know, well, it's that, been... yeah, that's that. Yeah, because I mean, if it's ten dollars a party, right? And let's say there's five million parties, right? That's fifty million dollars. Five million parties. I'm talking about five million, you know, you know, groups of people that are using Magical Express, which is very possible to exist. Fifty million. That's pretty. That's a nice amount of money. You're you don't want to, you know, just give up if right. you don't have to. I kind of don't think it's going to happen just because I don't think they want people to go to Universal. I did the numbers. A regular lift to Universal from Disney, $17.30. A lift XL is $30 and change. So then times two to get yourself back. That's fairly inexpensive to get yourself to Universal, which charges you for you know parking just like everybody else. So I And Universal soon will be 
well, I don't know about soon, but eventually we'll be opening up a third, well, I guess technically a fourth theme park. And Disney's not going to want you to spend your money over there. So I, they're going to do everything they can, I think, to keep you on property. And part of it is to not charge you to get to your to property in the first place. That's all Adam, I, I am I am betting a Mickey bar versus a Dole Whip uh, that by the 50th anniversary, there is a minimal charge for a Magical Express. Okay, I'll take that. I'll, by I'll, when? By the 50th anniversary. Are we talking uh. October... First, right, uh, 2021? Okay. That's I mean, that's the right? actual date, yes. Do you want to um, do that? You know, by the, by the time the 50th anniversary announcements are out, by the by the time they start celebrating the 50th anniversary... All right, um, which will be like... The, uh, which will be in like gosh. three weeks, because, you know, it'll be like a 36-month celebration. Yeah, yeah. Halloween's starting too soon, guys, by the way. <laughs> well, it's in August, you know. It's going to happen really soon. Uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary um, Halloween Party, debuting in February next yeah. year. It's going to be in June next year. <laughs> it's going to be hot. I just, it, it, I don't know, Tony. I, I feel like eventually the middleman is going to get cut out of this equation. And this is becoming more and more and more of a 1% destination. It just really is. Um, and it's going to cut down on crowds probably. I, I just can't imagine if they keep going and going where this is going to go with the prices hiking that high. It's going to be really difficult for the average family to go more than once every three or four years, I think. Personally, I think they they have this year reached the tipping point. I really hope so. I mean, I've, I've said it. that a lot. Um, you know, we're, we're really way off topic here because we were talking about cars and transportation. But, uh, you know... I, I just wish that Disney management, you know, understood what the average American is going through. Um, the only real way Disney is going to feel it is if no one goes. That's never going to happen. Therefore, Disney is never going to understand what these families go through to have to save to get there. Um, I would love to see a year with no price increases. I think that's only happened two or three times uh, since Walt Disney World has opened up. Mm. Um you know, they consistently go up 5 to 8% every year, and that's just the way it is. Gosh. But they're, they're outpacing the economy, mm-hmm. and it's it's really tough. Yeah, it's scary. It's it's just, I don't know. I mean, they need to chill out for a few years. Come on, Disney. I mean, there's all these crazy rumors, country bears going away, and just crazy stuff, and parking. Ugh. I'm over it. Just don't do it, Disney, please. Or get all new monorails with the money or something. They need to do something to put back into it. I mean, I know they got those little dangling death cages rolling around now up there in the sky. You know, that, that actually was the original name. I think they actually grabbed that domain <laughs> if you type it into a URL. It's uh, DisneyDanglingDeathCages.com. I think that's like the best description that I could think of because... First of all, they're just hanging up there on one little wire with one little arm. It's a big, it's a thick wire. They they put those things on ski resorts, which are definitely prone to different <laughs> weather patterns. And Central Florida okay. is. They're not going to put you in there if there's a hurricane or you know strong oh, thunderstorm. Okay. And they I read can... where like two or three days ago they had to shut it down multiple times because of lightning strikes in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't. I think they're going to be just dot com. Disney's number, their number one thing is safety. 
and that's <laughs> that's on the construction site, and that's for the guests. They're not going to put guests' safety in harm's way for you know just to stick you on a gondola. Skyliner. Well, they're they're st- they're sticking us on monorails when the doors are just falling off. Well, yeah. Now, unfortunately, that happened, but then they, you know, <laughs> they had to pull that monorail out of service for a while. But, uh, you know, some people like to say safety first. I say safety always. That's right. Oh, I need to start saying that, girls. Safety Thank you. Always. So we've we've gotten a little off topic, um, but I, I don't know if anyone has any closing thoughts on transportation to, from, and around the uh, Walt Disney World Resort. Adam? I, I do, obviously. It's not cheap to add on a rental car, right? So I'm going to do a quick math. How much was the weekly charge for a parking for the resort, Tony? Uh, it depends if you're at a deluxe, a moderate, or a value. All right. What was the deluxe parking? 20, 25 a night. 25 times 7, right? 175. Then we get a minivan because, you know, we got a lot of kids. 325, that's 500 for the week for a rental car and parking. Plus, you got to add on, you know, a gallon, a gallon, a tank of gas, which is going to be about $35 for that thing. Tolls. Is it worth the convenience to pay the extra money? For me, it is. I understand I'm a single guy and I have more disposable income than some other people might. But I don't get to go there as much as I would like, and my vacation time that I take is precious to me because I don't get a lot of it. So I'd rather pay the extra money to maximize my time and my value because time is money, and my time is worth I, – I have a value on my time that I put on it. And if that means I can shave off hours waiting for Magical Express, and I could shave off hours waiting uh, you know, at the airport on the way back, plus all the you know transportation back and forth waiting for buses – waiting for monorails, although I would probably just still do a monorail, but I'd rather rent a car. But I understand that maybe that's not everybody's option. And Disney, thankfully, they have the included bus transportation, which for the most part is when you compare it to bus transportation in this New York City or New Jersey, commuter transportation, it's a lot more reliable than it is in the city, that's for sure. If you're from an area where you're not used to public transportation, you might be a little hesitant that's but true. From where I come from, it's clean. Disney is clean transportation. The drivers are driving safely. They're not driving like a bunch of maniacs like they are in New York City or New Jersey on the highways. So it's you're safe, and it's there's nothing really to be uh, too concerned about. Yeah, the one thing everyone needs to remember is while Disney is a resort with a bunch of theme parks, their main function – is to get you to those theme parks. So their yeah. transportation network is very efficient. Like Adam said, it's very clean. Um, their bus management system, you know, they they know how to do this their their business because the quicker they get you to the theme parks and the quicker they move you around, the faster you spend. Just like you know, they will bring you from the airport to the resort. Why do they bring you? Because that way you're going to stay on site. You're not going to be able to go off site. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the more efficiently they move you around. The more opportunity they have to have you in the parks, the more you're in the parks, the more you're going to spend. So um, there is an end game there. You know, that being said, I, I will mention we, we talked about the resort parking fees. There are actually some complimentary self-parking. Uh, disabled guests do not pay to park at a resort. Cast members staying as guests do not park as a resort. That's BS if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> guests traveling as part of a group or a convention do not pay. Fort Wilderness guests do not pay for parking. 
and guests who are visiting to dine, shop, or enjoy activities for a day or just visit a resort for the day do not pay for parking. Wow. I don't agree with that, but, uh, you know. Well, they should put those people, except for the disabled guests, in like a gravelly spot (laughs) over there in the corner. Because we're all paying a lot of money for this parking. (laughs) With with no shade. (laughs) With no shade whatsoever. And a fire ant nest right by your tire. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. A big mud puddle right by the door. So when you walk out. No, I'm. I really think they do. They're a well-oiled machine. They they know how to move and transfer people back and forth. They want to keep you in that Disney bubble, just like Tony said. They want you from the plane straight into the Disney bubble experience. That's what people call it because you're just kind of immersed in there, immersed in Disney the whole time. There is no better place to be immersed. I was listening to another podcast. <gasps> I know, right? In different podcasts, and they were saying. They were saying they'd rather be immersed in Disney World, Disneyland, than immersed in the real world. So I think that's true. regardless regardless of how you got there and how you're transporting around, it's a good thing to be, you know, immersed in the experience. Ain't that the truth? At the end of the day, there's nothing like getting in your vehicle, especially with small children. If you're traveling with your family and small kids and a stroller and all the bags and the balloons and all the stuff that they might have bought – P.S. Don't get a balloon. And then you get in your nice, comfortable car because the seats are really nice. Because being in the parks all day, on your feet all day, not having to sit in a hard plastic seat at the end of the day, if you get to sit at all, is kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. Is it worth the extra money in the parking lot? I I don't know at this point. I really don't. just depends. It depends on your budget. Don't go over your budget to rent a car and pay to park. That's not what I'm saying, and that's not what we're saying. I think if you can stretch it and you can do it, then maybe it's an option for you to do it. If you're if you're if, comfortable driving in a different setting and not and that if Orlando you have small drives. children, if you have small yeah. children, that's gonna you know be so much easier to put the stroller in the back of the car and put the kids in the car and then go than have to stand up holding a double stroller with kids you know running around who knows where they're going honestly sometimes i don't know what mine are doing half the time i I guess i just have one question because i don't know the answer to this you could most likely rent car seats from the car rental agency i'm sure you have to have them but i mean if you brought your own on a plane if you're putting a kid in a car seat on the plane i I guess then you have your own car seat but then you're carrying it around that seems kind of carrying it around yes you are that seems kind of bulky it is. I've never had the car seat on the airplane, but I've seen family members with them, okay. and they've brought their own. So, Liza, do you have any final thoughts? I just feel like if you are going with small children, and you have a double stroller, and you have a lot of excess stuff, it might be worth your time to look into renting a car, or especially if you're driving down. Um, if you're staying at a Disney World Resort, you're going to have to pay for that parking spot anyway. And they're going to give you a free spot when you drive into the park. So to me, that's why I just drive in there anyway, because I usually drive down. Uh, renting a car, I think, is worth it. If it's in your budget and you have small children, I think it really helps at the end of the day than standing in that really long line sometimes waiting for that bus. Like Tony had said, he can't control the bus, so... 
He doesn't ride the bus. I don't like to ride the bus, but my issue's different. It's basically for convenience and because maneuvering in and out of that bus is more tricky for me having twins and a double stroller than it is for the average guest just on feet. But, you know, I hopefully Disney won't go up another $2 in about what? I don't know, two weeks from now? I don't know. Maybe three. Oh my gosh. That's like, yeah, it's kind of freaking me out that they've already gone up again. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, we uh, hope you enjoyed this little bit of insight. Adam, thank you for all of your research. Liza, thank you for your input. Until next time, you're listening to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Adam. And I'm Liza. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.